Have you ever felt out of place? Like you were somewhere you really didn't belong? Maybe like an immigrant that moved to a country where they didn't know anything or even know the language. It's an awkward feeling, but, but maybe, maybe that feeling is actually one that we're supposed to feel more often. Not sure what I mean? Let's explore this idea together in this week's 5-Minute Torah. Short on time? We've got you covered. Welcome to the 5-Minute Torah, where you can digest big thoughts on the weekly Torah portion in about 5 minutes. If you enjoy this teaching, please share it with your family and friends. This week's Torah portion is Chaye Sarah, Genesis 23.1-25.18, and here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, the death of Sarah. Despite the name of the Torah portion, Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah, we don't actually read about the life of Sarah, but rather of her death. The Torah portion begins by recounting the death of Sarah at 127 years young. Her age at the time of her death is recorded in Hebrew in a unique manner. It says that she was 100 years, 20 years, and 7 years old when she died. Rashi says this was written this particular way to teach us that each of these stages of her life carry a significance. At 100, she was as innocent as she was when she was 20, and when she was 20, she was as beautiful as she was when she was 7. Number 2, the purchase of Machpelah. The Torah tells us that Sarah died in Kiryat Arba. That's another name for Hebron or Hebron. Abraham needed a place to bury her, and so he bargained with Ephron the Hittite for the cave of Machpelah at the end of his field, along with the surrounding land. Ephron feigns friendship and kindness with Abraham and says he will only charge him 400 silver shekels. While it may seem it was a trivial amount of money, it works out to be somewhere near three quarters of a million dollars in our present day economy. Abraham paid the full amount without batting an eye and buried his beloved wife there in the cave of Machpelah. Number three, Rebekah and Isaac. After the death of Sarah, Abraham knew he needed to find a bride for his son Isaac to continue the family line. Isaac's offspring would inherit the promises that God had made to Abraham. Well, you know the story. Abraham's servant, presumably Eliezer of Damascus, is sent back to the land of Abraham's family to choose a wife for Isaac. Abraham has him take an oath that he will not select a wife for Isaac from among the Canaanite women. Eliezer prays that God will give him a sign for who he is to select, and God confirms this sign when Rebekah, the granddaughter of Abraham's brother Nahor, provides water for both him and his camels. He asks Rebekah's family permission, her father Betuel and her brother Laban, to take her back as a bride for Isaac. They all agree, including Rebekah, and the rest, you might say, is history. This week's Torah commentary is entitled Strangers and Aliens and comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 3. Although Chaye Sarah means the life of Sarah, this Parsha actually begins with her dying at 127 years old, as I said before. Once we're given this information, the Torah recounts the process by which her husband Abraham procured a burial location for her. It details the dialogue between Abraham and the local Canaanites, the location of the burial site, the name of the seller, the selling price, and the transaction details. In this dialogue between Abraham and Ephron the Hittite, the seller, 
Abraham petitioned with the local population by saying, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you. This is Genesis chapter 23, verse 4. Well, why does Abraham say this and what is the significance? Sarah died at Hebron in chapter 23 and verse 2, and that's where Abraham sought to purchase a tomb for her. The land the Lord promised Abraham extends from the Nile River in Egypt to the Euphrates that flows through modern-day Syria and Iraq. You can check out Genesis chapter 15, verses 18 through 20. Before Sarah's passing, Abraham had been dwelling in Beersheba, which is about 45 miles southwest of Jerusalem as the crow flies. If we think about Abraham's location when he was speaking, he was within the land that God had already promised him and was already dwelling in that region. If this is the case, why does he claim that he is merely a sojourner and a foreigner? Shouldn't he have told his audience that he was taking up permanent residence among them? The Lubavitcher Rebbe solves this by understanding Abraham's words to be more of a statement of spiritual identity. They remind us that we are merely sojourners in this physical world and naturally long for our true home. Although Abraham was a permanent resident of Canaan, he still considered himself to be a sojourner because he had not yet reached his final destination, the world to come. As we learned in our previous portion, the deeds of the fathers are signposts for the children. This means that the actions of our fathers have a significant bearing on how things play out in our own lives. The actions of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in particular have a great effect upon us. If we are spiritually in tune, we will follow the pattern of their success. If we are spiritually dull, however, we will follow their shortcomings. Abraham longed for the day in which God's presence would be made manifest on this earth, and he considered his days to be merely sojourning until that time. Shouldn't it be fitting for his children to do likewise? A story is told about the Chofetz Chaim, Rabbi Israel Meir Kagan, in which a wealthy Jew from America, who had been deeply touched by his teachings, traveled all the way to Radin, Poland, to visit the great Tzaddik in his home. Upon entering his home, he was not only shocked, but also appalled by the condition of his dwellings, particularly the lack of furnishings. There were no chairs, no table, no bed, etc., the Chovetz Chaim simply sat at a wooden crate with a candle where he learned Torah. Where's your furniture? The visitor asked. Where's yours? The Tzaddik replied. Well, that's a ridiculous question. I'm merely traveling from far away. Why would I carry all of my furniture with me? Retorted the visitor. The same is true for me, the Chovetz Chaim replied. I'm only passing through this world. Carrying my possessions with me on this journey would be too cumbersome. They're waiting for me at the end of my journey. The apostles took this position as well. Peter urged his disciples to consider themselves as sojourners in this life so that they would not succumb to the enticements of this world. He said, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of his visitation. This comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. We must always remember that this life is not permanent. As Peter reminds us, we are merely sojourners in this life. However, sometimes we forget and we believe that we have arrived at our final destination by investing too heavily into the trappings of this life. 
Often, we try to fill the spiritual void with the material things of this world. However, if we are truly sons and daughters of Abraham, then we should be living with a similar perspective to Abraham. It's time we reassess our purpose in this life. Have we forgotten that we are merely sojourners? Are we using the time, energy, and resources we have been given to live for a higher purpose? Or have we settled for less than what we were created for? As long as we view this life as our home, we will never be able to elevate the holiness of this world and create a dwelling place for God's presence. If we're honest with ourselves based on how we have been living our lives up to this point, can we say, I am a sojourner and a foreigner among you? Or have we become a permanent resident of this world? It's not too late to change your perspective and get busy. What will it take for you to give up your comforts and begin the journey anew? Are you enjoying the 5-Minute Torah Podcast? Want to share these 5 minutes of Torah with others? Please help spread the word by liking, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. You can also grab the printed version of Volume 1 or Volume 2 from Amazon. Perfect as a gift or for your Shabbat table. 5-Minute Torah. We've got you covered.